Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham and I'm the attorney. Um, this today, we are continuing our coverage of Sister Wives, our Sister Wives Rewind. So we were on season two episodes. We're going to cover today episodes five and six. No, I think it's four and five. Oh, it is. Oh, God. Hopefully I watched the same show. <laughs> Did it's you watch the Halloween? Into, yes. Okay. Carving into polygamy and the third housewife goes to, uh, uh, wife goes to Vegas. Yeah. That's oh, what, so I that's what the... I watched, but I thought it was four and five. Oh, okay. So it probably is. Sorry. Uh, four and five. Okay. <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll hopefully get... we're, yeah, we watched hopefully the same we'll thing. Get it right. Yeah. We watched the same thing and hopefully on the, um, on the description, on I'll the be description right. I'll be right. <laughs> so, uh, and this, you know, I will say what was interesting about this episode is for the first time, and I don't think I'm trying to think back to some of the earlier episodes of this season. This is the first time we've gotten a lot of kids interviewed. Mm-hmm. You know, we really even got, the little little kids. Yeah, we've got the teenagers, we've got the middle age kids, and then the little little kids like Savannah and mm-hmm. all of that, which is no truly yet. But um, well, truly was there. But oh, truly, of course, yes. was there. But she wasn't she can't on the couch, couch yet. Yeah. yeah, she wasn't on the couch yet. But it was that was very interesting, new and different. Yes. So, um, so let's get started. So it's the day before Halloween, and they're trying to organize to uh, get everyone in the car because they're going to have pizza at the park and then go to a pumpkin patch. And then Leon's like leaving, and Cody's like, "Where are you going?" He's like. Ah to get something i'm like oh those teenage years because <laughs> i have a teenager at home so i'm always like oh yeah such good times yeah <laughs> Where they look at they just talk to you like you're a, a raging idiot half the time well yeah and this of course the chaos of le- uh, leaving for the pumpkin patch god like the, these people how many cars are we gonna take who's gonna be in what car all that stresses me out every time. Oh, yeah. Well, and they t- actually they stop and talk about it a little bit. Like Janelle's yeah. just watching the whole thing go down like, oh, God, well, every she's, time with this. She's even talking. Yes, yeah, she's even talking about how long it takes them just to get from the house yes. to the cars. <laughs> then they get to the cars and then they have to figure out who's getting in what car. Yeah. And, you know. and well, I guess because everyone wants to take their own car, which I think is weird, because personally, if I was one of those wives, I'd be like, God, I want to be a pastor and just sit somewhere and I wouldn't want to drive and be responsible for anything and then they say it depends on who's fighting with who or who's getting getting along along. with who and um and that's when you when we're not we haven't met them yet the doggers but oh the dargers what is it darger is it dog darger d-a-r-g darger I always think it's not dugger but it's darger darger so we meet another polygamous family uh later on in this series but that 
that family is run by a tyrant, but God knows, <laughs> God knows these people, they get places quickly. Oh, yeah. There's because, military precision. Yes, because everyone sits in their assigned seats. So, but, but because Cody, things are a lot mellower. This is, I mean, but this is also the other thing of it is every, every, everything's decided by committee. And this is a little bit of why I'm a Democrat, but this is why democracy sometimes is rough. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to get things done. It's hard to get stuff done when everyone has an opinion. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, and Leon is driving the Lexus. Oh, yes, because they're driving They now. just got their license, and so that was exciting. Yeah, so they're going first to this um, <clears throat> pizza picnic. And it was so cute. Truly, she's like five Aww. or six months old and she's chomping on a slice of pizza. <laughs> she's already eating solids. She's moving right along. Yes, yes. And um, yeah, I can imagine they don't get pizza much because pizza is expensive. expensive yeah. I wonder how many pizzas. So how many pizzas do you think they have oh there? Oh my gosh. Well, there's like, what, 24 of them or something? No, there's 21. Oh, well, if everyone has two slices at least, so you know they're going to have more. Let's say everyone has like three slices. That's 60 pieces of pizza. And ha there's like 12 in a... I mean, it's somewhere between, you know, between six and 10 pizzas. Yeah, they least. had more than that, though. Yeah, they, had they have all those teenage boys yeah. and stuff. They had at least... I feel like they like had at least pizzas. 12 oh. 12 to I feel like they had at least 12 to 14 pizzas out hmm. there. So yeah, that is a lot. It is. That's a that's a lot of money. Yeah. So then I think this is when they start interviewing the the little kids. Yeah, cuz it's been 5 months since the wedding. Mhm. Mm yes. So the little kids it's like Gwen, Brianna, Savannah, and maybe Aurora. Gabe, Aurora. Well, th there was Gwen, was... Savannah, Gwen, Savannah, Brianna, and Aurora in one thing, in uh -huh. one little thing. And then the other one was um, Gabe, Garrison, Dayton, and Payton. Oh, and so then they like had the, the teens, ones. Okay. Logan, Maddie, Hunter, Leon, Aspen. I actually sat down and wrote it down. Yeah. And then I was like, where's Isabel? No Isabel. Oh, so Isabel should be with the with she Brianna with, and Aurora. Yeah. And those those girls. Maybe she was sick or something, but or maybe she was like, "Oh, forget this. I'm not doing this." But Gwen, you know, pulls Brianna's hair. Well, I <laughs> doesn't again, she? I I I actually went back and looked at this because uh -huh. I I wanted to investigate this because first it was Aurora totally repeating something robin told her mm -hmm. she's like oh well, yeah we're a tree and there are four <laughs> branches of the tree and each branch is blah, 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 the know, mom and then and cody the goes from branch to branch, branch. Yeah. and so she's repeating this and you see that brianna like leans down as if she's like looking at something and then i notice the camera doesn't you can't see what happens but the camera i think that gwen this is my theory i think that gwen kicked brianna's hair accidentally mm -hmm. i think brianna brianna leaned down gwen kicks up her leg kicks her hair i think the hair kind of flicked in her face and I think she thinks that it was pulled. Mm. And then Gwen said to her very kindly, oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, I think Gwen could have been like, oh, I don't touch you, lady. You know, mm -hmm. way over. I'm like, Savannah's in the middle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even near you. Like, my hands are nowhere near you. Yeah. Like, yeah. How could she have reached over and done yeah. that? And then, and then we get into, you know, then we hear a little bit about Brianna and her whole yeah. situation. The, the boys like Gabe and Garrison, they say that... Um, they say they like the new kids, but Brianna cries for no reason. <laughs> so they like everybody but Brianna. And then the teens say that all of Robin's kids mm -hmm. cry for no reason. Yes. And, yes. Um, you know, they're kind of shit talking them. And then Logan, of course, in oh. his infinite wisdom, <laughs> yes, comes in and says, but it's teaching us patience. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Daddy Logan is there to tell us exactly Yes, well, but you know what? Even Robin says that Brianna is very thin-skinned yeah. and tends to be... She gets her feelings hurt a lot. Yeah, the teens all say, well, we were raised to be... We were raised different. We were raised to be tough. And it's like, okay, lay off on this, like, six-year-old girl, you know? <laughs> Give her a break. I mean, and listen, it has been a lot for these kids. Yeah. And every kid is different. And, yeah, they... We, they 
they're one of three. It's being in a home of one of three is very different than being in a home of one in one in 13. Yeah. Although they still live in a home with just the three of them because they don't live in the big house. So I don't know how um, often they're yeah. re- how often do you think they're really all together? That's true. And I guess even even then they never did. Actually, you know, you're right. They they those three never did live no. in the shared house. And I highly so. doubt that unless they're filming or if it's a birthday or a holiday, I highly doubt they all get together. You think? Yeah. I mean, their their schedules are just too much, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe they might have like one night a week where they have a family dinner or something, but you know, even just getting everybody in one space, you notice like all these early episodes, you know, before they moved into these houses that mm-hmm. had big living rooms and stuff, they're doing a lot of stuff outside. Mm-hmm. They can't fit everybody into Janelle's apart because they're basically they're not a full house. Yeah. They're like three kind of apartment sized yeah. houses or whatever you want to call them. There's not room to put everybody in any of those. I mean, especially not Christine's little basement you know yeah apartment yeah, maybe so so anyway anyway they they get to the pumpkin patch yeah they sort of act like they've never been to a pumpkin patch and they say that some of the younger kids have never carved a pumpkin and i wonder if this has to do with cody's attitude towards uh holidays mm. because i remember uh several times um robin mentioned that you know when she came into the family uh, Cody and, and the other wives confirmed this. Like Cody, I think for years had been trying to get them to stop celebrating Christmas. Oh God! I think because of the money, mm-hmm. he just didn't want to spend the money on it. And then Robin was just like, "No, like that's not okay with me. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating Christmas." And I bet he had the same kind of attitude towards Halloween. And I wonder if there was any sort of religious. A lot of religions don't. Mm-hmm. like halloween mm-hmm. you know they think it's some yeah something dark and yeah well the idea of going to someone's home i remember going on a date with someone whose family was some sort of christian something yeah and he couldn't like go trick-or-treating because it means you like going to knocking on someone's door and like asking for candy uh-huh. is something well yeah i i wonder i mean i think a lot of this stuff did have to do with money i think that what it costs to um you know pay for all those pumpkins yeah it's like 25 pumpkins yeah i mean i think that probably they didn't do a lot of this stuff because it was there was no way to make it equitable Mm -hmm. for all of them so it was like nobody did it right you know i I think they probably trick-or-treated because that didn't cost them any money and i but i bet you They've never paid for a costume. No, it was like homemade costumes. Yeah, homemade costumes. You could see a lot of the kids had like not like bags, but like not not even those like plastic like a pillowcase or pillowcase. Yeah, yeah, they had pillowcases. Like they probably um, just anything that costs money, they probably never did. Yeah, the, the so. kid, the kids, the, the 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 adults got more dressed up than the kids. The, the kids didn't look very dressed up no. to me. The teens weren't trick-or-treating, but the little kids who were trick-or-treating were not very dressed up. Yeah. They might have had some face paint on and like a, you know, I also a cape think that Halloween, something. and maybe, I don't know, this was 20, 2010, 2011. I, I don't know. I think Halloween in the age of Instagram has kind of changed a lot. Oh, I it's feel gotten like, bigger. Yeah. yeah. I feel like when I was growing up, you know, Halloween was like Halloween was a big deal. And what are you going to be? But it wasn't like I feel like now kids and teens and adults like people are, like, you know, and you see people, they're working on these costumes oh, yeah. for months and months and months and months and months. It's a whole thing. People are decorating their homes like it is just and it's now become can, like second only to Christmas. Yes. The mo- most money spent yes. on yes, the holidays. Yes. Well, I know. OK, so if this is in 2010. My daughter was seven in 2010, and by seven years old, she was, like, fully into her, like, her costume. She knew. She planned it Mm -hmm. months in advance because you had to order it or else they'd sell out. Yeah. And we would get these catalogs that came every year, 
um, from the Halloween costume place and she would pick what she wanted and we'd order it two months in advance and they were expensive. Mm -hmm. And the Halloween, like, yeah, school was a huge deal. They had this big parade, not just a little party in the, I mean, it was a big deal. Then you'd go out that night with all the friends. I mean, Halloween has always been a huge, expensive ordeal for her whole life. So, I mean, this is kind of, this is a new thing. It's not like when we were growing up. But anyway. Yes. But yeah, this is so funny. We see them, they go through this hay maze, bunnies, and then we see little Truly holding a bunny. (laughs) Oh. But, and so the big thing is each kid gets to pick out um, a pumpkin that they get to carve. And, um, and again, you know, I asked the question, is anyone paying attention to Savannah? <laughs> As she has week, a knife. With yes. Her. <laughs> well, in last week it was, is anyone paying attention to Truly? But Savannah this week, I mean, we see a scene of her just out in the middle of a field. The yeah. girl is like four. I know. Out in the middle of a field, like, hello. And she says, is anyone paying attention to me? Can someone help me? <laughs> yeah. She's trying to pick up her pumpkin. She's trying to get it together. Yeah. So, yeah. So everyone gets to pick up a pumpkin and they wheel them back to the um, thing. And yeah. And and that's, uh, was it Dayton who was talking about this? Where he's right. Like you go to these pumpkin patches and you think all the pumpkins are going to be round and and Mm -hmm. perfectly Mm -hmm. orange. And they're not. Mm -hmm. They're all these weird color. You know, they're green and dented and all of those kinds of things. Um, And honestly, Pumpkin patches are fun, but, like, going out and, like, finding your own in those fields, it gets old real quick. Yeah. Just FYI. It's the same thing with Christmas trees. We've done that, too. Our father took us out one year just to shut us up, and it's not as fun as you think oh, it is. Oh, it was awful. Because, yeah, you have to cut it down yourself. Yeah, we had to saw it ourselves. you got to drag it back to the mm-hmm. car, and there's really nobody helping you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a novelty that... That we did once. We did one time. <laughs> well, we used to go to pumpkin patches regularly, like real pumpkin patches. Yeah. But I don't know. Those were the days. So after they're carving, they're starting to get ready, I think, for um, that night for trick-or-treating. And like I said, the adults are getting all into it. Like the wives are going to be uh, earth, wind, water, water and fire. fire. Yeah. And then... What was Cody? He was, <clears throat> all I know is he said that he, he said he was going as Sammy Hagar. Yes. And then to, the funniest line ever was when Leon said, who's Sammy Hagar? <laughs> and everybody our age went, oh, oh God, we're God. old. Well, and then he said he needs red hairspray. And I'm like, and Sammy Hagar? Yeah, because we know Sammy Hagar has bleach blonde hair. Maybe because they called him the Red Rocker. Oh, uh, do you remember meeting Sammy yes. Hagar in the L.A. Yes. airport? Yes. We, Brooke and I met Sammy Hagar in the L.A. airport many, many, many years ago. He was very nice. No, I thought he was very rude. No, he gave us an he, autograph. He autographed us, but he was very like, oh, God, girls, just I'm well, going to sign this thing and the two of you get away from us. Oh, I felt like he was just kind of obligatorily doing it. Well, yeah, but I mean, he could have just not done it at all. Yeah, I guess so. I remember because I had that autograph for a long time. I don't know what happened to it. But he actually wrote on the, uh, you know, Sammy Hagar, the Red Rocker, <laughs> Can't Drive 55 or something. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, that did, was it. Yes. That's going the extra mile. Oh, okay. 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 So I cut yes. him some slack. <laughs> um, but yeah, because that song, Can't Drive 55, this was the days of MTV because mm-hmm. they played that video constantly and he hadn't. He hadn't joined Van Halen. No. Like, this was... Pre-Van Halen. when Leon said, who's Ham- Sammy Hagar? I was like, oh, God, am I old? I am so old. I know. <laughs> it was like, who is Sammy Hagar? Yeah. What a question. Yes. So then there's Daddy Logan. He's organizing <laughs> the carving, of course. He's just, you know, he's got to get everyone That's organized. Right. I know. He is. It's like, where are the parents? Well, because the- Robin's, like, running out getting stuff, you know. But, and, but the parents are like... But you, Janelle's probably at work, you know. Christine's probably trying to make dinner or something. Yeah. Robin's trying to get stuff for there. I don't know where, where, what Mary's doing, but like, yeah. I mean, it is. It's hard. They need. They need him. Yeah, to do this stuff. And uh, you know, Aspen, yeah, is in the background making sure Truly doesn't pick up a knife or yes, something. Probably. 
So, yeah. So Logan's helping all the kids carve their pumpkins. And, you know, they need. And I remember that, too, as a kid, like you needed an adult to come around and do the top for you and mm-hmm, scoop all the. Mm-hmm. And then you had to, like, scoop all the seeds and get that out. And sprinkled through the entire episode is the stuff about the investigation. Yeah. So apparently they, they kind of mentioned something like, oh, the cops, the police. And then it comes out that. Cody of all people, but dialed nine one one. Yeah, why does he have nine one one like how? programmed into his phone? Or that yeah, seems how do you very do that? Odd. But they then say, well, because of the investigation, they're always on edge, and they're watching for police cars. The kids are always, you know, if they see a police car, they're watching. Yeah. And so, they why say, are they telling their kids so yes, much? So, so this is the part that I don't understand. Is on the one hand, they keep saying. Well, we're really trying to shield our children from everything that's going on. But if you're are you but then your kids see a police car on your block, you're saying, and then they're and calling they you scared. because they're worried. I said that's not shielding them. Mm-hmm. Shielding them would be not telling them anything. Right. Because all they're doing is it's an investigation. That's it. Right. Nothing's happening. Yeah, we're going to talk at the end of this episode about that investigation. I did a little research into the history of that and it's, just just to talk about yeah. whether or not they really had reason to be scared Rick put her lawyer skills <laughs> to the test <laughs> because i still i i wonder about all this yeah so. yes and then we see christine doing cody's hair and then they decide that cody is going to be the son and i guess i don't understand the elements as well so for for air water fire earth they need the sun? I'm so lost. I'm know. really bad at this. This is not my area of expertise in life. I'll be really honest <laughs> What's with you. the elements? Yes, the elements. I hate science. Them. Yeah, I hate science. I've never done well in it at all. Well, so, I mean, so, I think it's not that complicated. I mean, so, but wait, earth? Earth? Well, well, they said wind. I, th- I think it's air. Earth, air, water, fire. Those are the four elements. The sun is not an element. Yes, I understand that. Okay. Okay. The sun is, I mean, it's a its a big star, isn't it? Like yes. a big hot Yeah, it's a big star. hot star. And, uh, you know, yeah. But how is, but fire, you don't need the sun for fire. No, that, what Cody said is wrong. Okay. It's completely wrong. That's why I was so confused. I'm like, and, d- yeah, no, he's saying that um, you can't have any of the, elements without the sun and it's like um okay cody yeah and the air doesn't need the sun no the none of these elements need anything although if we didn't have the sun the earth would probably just you know freeze over and yes go away but i don't this is just cody trying to be self-important and okay I was very Christine confused. rolled her eyes. She did a heavy, <laughs> heavy eye roll okay. when he said that. I was just like, oh, I'm so lost by all of these things. Yes. And then there was one thing where she was saying that he wanted to be man because man, man controlled all of these oh, things. Oh, God. Something. This is I, just Cody okay. just spouting I was just lost. off. Spouting off. He's yeah. crazy. So everybody's painting their faces. And then Cody had the craziest hair. Mm-hmm. That it, what it turned out to be was just nutty. He looked like that guy Heat Miser. Yes, from, from the yes, the yes. Christmas show. Well, and also it's funny because I saw that um, Gwen had her hair like this too, and but her hair was all curly at the end. I think that this is Christine's method of curling people's hair mm. is to do those little tiny knots. knots. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a thing. Okay, I didn't know that's how you can curl someone's hair like that. Yeah, good to know. Okay. So, yeah, they set up a little trick-or-treating station at their house, and Mm -hmm. I guess the kids went around. The kids went. Cody stayed at home. And then all the kids came back, and, of course, they do that thing where they count all their candy. Yeah. And this was funny. Like, they're counting their candy. They're totally hyped up. And then in the middle of all this chaos, Cody says, okay, it's time for bed. (laughs) I think he was joking, though. Was he? Yeah, I think it was a joke. Okay, I couldn't tell. But yeah, I was like, I did get a little, I got very nostalgic. Just like, you know, that when you come back from trick-or-treating and putting on your candy and trading candy, candy that you like for, 
getting more of the stuff you like, getting rid of the crap you don't like, and yeah. you know, scouting out what people have. And I, yeah, that. I have to say, I, I do. Yeah, I'm nostalgic for like Halloween was always a really fun time growing with my daughter growing mm-hmm. up because there was just always so much activity and we kind of had this yearly tradition of going trick-or-treating with the same people and friends from her school and yeah it was fun mm-hmm. it was fun and around here where we live oh there's so much halloween stuff mm-hmm. everywhere you know we go to fairyland and do the halloween thing we go to all this stuff so now you know now i miss it at the time i'm sure mm-hmm. i thought it was a pain in the ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> My son, he trick-or-treated until he was about, like, six or seven. And then somewhere after that, he realized, like, ugh, it's a lot of work going house to house. Like, I'll just have you guys buy me candy. (laughs) And then, because he realized, like, it would be a lot easier if you just bought me candy. He kind of sort of saw how it's a lot of work for nothing and, and for the candy that he could just get. And I was like, okay. And... And where we live, no one ever, no one ever came to our door. Mm-hmm. So you, it's, it's weird. And, and it's interesting because I know people that are obsessed with Halloween. So they have so much Halloween stuff and they always throw a Halloween party. And, you know, if you're not someone who gets into something, it's really hard to start. Mm-hmm. Cause you think like, oh, I could get those fun Halloween glasses or fun, but it's like, eh, eh, why? Yeah. Yeah, I was forced into doing heavy Halloween stuff by my daughter. I Mm. wouldn't have done it otherwise, but she was always a holiday fanatic. Yes. Yes, she is. She kind of still is. Not as bad, but... um, Oh, yeah, I have so much Halloween stuff in my basement. So I could have a full-blown Halloween party if I wanted to. You could. Maybe I will. All right. So do you want to talk about this stuff, or do you want to talk about it after the next episode? We'll do it at the end, I guess. So, all right. So that was the end of that. These little twenty-minute, yeah, episodes just go by super, super quick. Okay. So this next one is Wife Three hits Sin City. So Cody is taking Christine away with their kids to Vegas because Christine, oddly enough, loves Vegas, (laughs) which kind of surprises me. It's about six hours away, and then. Then this is Mary says she's super excited because she has a weekend of freedom. And I was perplexed by that. I'm like, isn't most of your weekends weekends of freedom? Like you you have one child that's pretty much is a teenager. Mm -hmm. So what what freedom are you there every day? So Yeah, so what freedom are you talking about? I don't know. She's just trying to seem what but that was so weird like oh i'm gonna play around yeah do this or that and i have all this freedom and she wouldn't even take his dry cleaning in for him it's like she's just trying to make herself seem fun you think i wonder if would you think this was this trip to vegas with christine do you think this was sort of cody like laying the groundwork for trying to um i think he's already thinking about Mm-hmm. moving to vegas and maybe he thinks that christine is going to be difficult to um convince and she was difficult to convince like mm-hmm. but she e- said she even though she says she's talking she lo- about loves vegas she says loves she vegas. loves it but doesn't mean she wants to to live there hmm. maybe i think um it could have been i mean i think it was i think the trip was yeah i think it was that i think it was yeah it could have been i think it was also right and they they talk about this in the episode it was also you know his way of sort of smoothing things over with her because yeah because of the whole robin thing the robin thing right because she does talk about what it's like for her yeah that she she said it shocked her that cody felt like he had to get married again mm -hmm. yeah that she um because she had never dealt with this before, that she was shocked that it was hard for her to, um, you know, see Cody courting another woman, a wife, and having to deal with these feelings that she felt. And then she says, I thought this was interesting. She says, you know, you have to go through a mourning process. And Cody's scene, when she said that, Cody seemed genuinely surprised mm, that she said that. Right. Almost kind of like... And then Cody says this. He says, well... So she's, she's, Christine's talking about how, you know, 
about the marriage and Robin and her coming in and how hard it was for her and this mourning process. And then Cody says, and you know, he's like, yeah. And you know, we want to move ourselves. We really need to move ourselves away from all of this drama around the investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, priming her. Well, but also, I also kind of felt like, God, you really don't listen, do you? Because for Christine, this trip was about the two right. of them and right. connecting. Not and, the investigation. And it wasn't about the investigation. And it was like, that's interesting that you got that. I kind of felt like he was really, really uh, milking this investigation thing mm-hmm. of really trying to, like, for him, it was less about wanting to connect with Christine and more about, like, I need we need to get away from this investigation talk mm-hmm. or something like that. But you're right. Now that you say it, I didn't think about it that way, but you're right. It's almost like this... Um, you know, priming the viewers, priming mm-hmm. her, priming all of us that this investigation is really huge and a big deal. Yeah, big deal. he's he's thinking a lot about it. Yeah. yeah. And also it also strikes me, too, that, you know, I feel like this happens throughout the entire series of the wives vacillating back and forth between. Oh, we love Robin. She's great. This is wonderful. And, you know, this is really difficult mm-hmm. and very hard. And I mean, they, they'll do it in the same breath almost. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, yeah. And then I love this one. Janelle says that when Christine leaves, my whole world falls apart. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what? Savannah needs her hair combed before she goes to school. And she was dead serious. Yes. Like, she's not even trying to be funny. Yeah. No. That's so funny. Yes, yes. No, well, Janelle, I mean, Janelle says, like, Christine needs the trip because of the wedding, because of the baby. Mm -hmm. And then Robin has this really, really profound statement. She says, she heard that when you're older, it's harder to have babies. And then they cut her off. So my my guess is what she really meant to say was that... It's maybe harder for you. Maybe there's higher chances of postpartum. Maybe it's harder for you physically. Maybe it's mm-hmm. harder for you mentally. Maybe, like, I think that's what you meant. But it was just the way it was. It was just like, you know, when, women, when you get older, it's harder to have kids. You know, the way she said it. It was just like, like, what a revelation. Wow. Thank you, Robin. That's just, woof, you know. And then so we see in the background while these guys are off on their trip that Mary, Robin, and Janelle, they go to a bakery. And, okay, so is this where this... I honestly started cracking up when this happened. I mean, literally, I laughed, literally. Laughed out loud. LOL. LOL. I LOL. Robin says, I can't imagine having a husband around all the time. And I'm like, you were married for seven <laughs> years to one person. He was around all the time, Robin. That's the only kind of marriage you know. I know. This is a new kind of marriage. I know. This is a new kind of I'm like, what are you talking She's you've always... A, you've been in a monogamous this relationship. This is your first polygamous yes. relationship. This, this is new to you've you. You've been a polygamous for not even Five years. Months. Five months. You've been, you've been a polygamous. Well, no, remember they had that 10-month-long courtship. But, oh, but they've but only they been married. married. That's true. They've you, been married a couple months. She has been a polygamous months. for five You're months. You're right. You're right. She has been a polygamous for five effing months. I was just like, oh when she God. said that I can't imagine having my p- husband around all the time, I'm like... Well, well, what was that? Before? You did it for seven years with that other guy. <laughs> no, she's unbelievable. Like, God, oh my God. I, th- she says this stuff with a straight face. I know, and and but but I don't understand. Like a producer doesn't stop and say, "Hold on a second. You know, weren't you married to someone, and it was just the two of you?" Yeah. Because she has said in season one. I was in a marriage. Right. You know, we never took on another. I mean, like no one stops and says, hey, Robin, let's go back here for a second. I mean, I was just but I really, truly think that that's what she thinks and feels in that moment in time. Yeah. And so that's why when everyone thinks she's so diabolical, I'm like, she's she's just she's not smart enough. And I don't know if it's that she is that the women, maybe women aren't or the people just aren't well educated enough in these kinds of communities, because I just don't think they educate their children enough. Mm-hmm. I just don't think she's educated enough. I don't think they allow people to be critical thinkers, you know, the way they do. 
Well, and Robin just so desperately wants to try to fit in with this yeah. family. So she tries to act like she already, you know, fits in and is part yeah. of it. But um, I don't know if it, one of the things, though, that, again, sort of try uh, priming, you know, this Las Vegas move. Cody says that um, something about how Vegas has a, a huge Christian yes, population. Yes, it has a huge Christian. It is Sin City. Yeah. But it has a huge Christian population. So it would, what, that means it would be acceptable for them to live there? Yeah, I guess I now that you said, I'm, I'm I'm seeing this now, that he really was laying the groundwork. But they're not going to downtown Las Vegas. No. They are going half an hour away from downtown to Lake Las Vegas. Lake Las Vegas. Which is in Henderson. Which I've actually, I mean, I've heard of Henderson yeah, before. Yeah, never there been are, there, but. There are a bunch of casinos. Steve and I used to watch this really weird reality show about a casino hotel. Um, this is back when poker was huge, back in like 20 years ago. About a weird hotel in um, in Henderson, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, and about like the high rollers that were there. But there is like a, th- there is like a whole kind of world out there. Yeah, with more these serious kinds. gamblers. And there's, yeah. and there's a, um, and there's lots of things like what they went to. They found this hotel that they were, and they were like, oh my God, they pulled up. It was so fancy. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel like they're fancy. And they were so excited. They got a villa. <laughs> and I had to say that was a, that looked nice. That yeah. really looked like a nice hotel. I have to, and I wonder how much they paid or well, if the producers paid. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure TLC paid. It seemed like it was out in the middle of nowhere. It was probably, it seemed like it was winter and cold yeah. and there was nobody there. Yeah. There was nobody there. It's very off season. Yes. Um, and that's why they got such a good deal on it. But it was, I mean, but it did look like a three bedroom villa. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much a three bedroom villa. I bet it was 200 bucks a night. Maybe. Really? I mean, Tess, do you remember when we used to go to Vegas and we'd stay at, you know... Yeah, but you know what? They these don't even, places... They don't the, even... But the thing they're is... They're so cheap. If you go... Even if you go on a... It used to be so cheap to go, like, on a Monday night or something. Monday through... Or Sunday through Thursday. Yeah, Sunday through Thursday are really cheap. But it's not... I swear to God, it's, it's not, not like, like that, that anymore. anymore. No, it's I know. It's not... It used to be able to go to one of the prime hotels on the Strip... On a Sunday night. And 20 bucks a person. 20, yeah, it was so cheap. And and honestly, when we go to Vegas, that is the time that we like to go. We like to go on a Monday to a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like, avoid all of the riffraff. You know, avoid everybody. And it's so nice and calm and mellow. And, you know, you don't have to deal with a lot of annoying people. But you get the best of everything else. Um, but anyway, um, it's not like that anymore. No. Everything's expensive. The Bellagio is still, you know, it's still five, six hundred dollars a night. If you're lucky, it's still but expensive. But what about like some of those lower end ones? Like, I don't know, like the Luxor or the Excalibur. Well, the, I mean, back in the day when those even when those were new, they were cheap. Yeah. But, like, there was a place called the Imperial Palace. Oh, yes. On the Strip. Steve stayed there a bunch of times with friends, and it's super cheap. It's super cheap. It's literally, like, I'm not even joking, I think $10 a person, like $20 for a room for two people. But I think it got closed down because the owner... was like a Nazi, had all this Nazi memorabilia. Like he was fined by the gaming commission of Nevada because he had all this Nazi memorabilia in the lobby of the hotel. Steve's Jewish. I have to ask him about that (laughs) if he noticed that. Honestly, I never would have (laughs) noticed it if someone hadn't pointed it out. Like, you know, you go into those places and it's so chaotic. You're not really noticing what's on the walls and whatever. It's hard to like ding, 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 you know, but yeah, you know, Las Vegas is ruined now because, yes. you know, it's just too expensive to go there and it's too fancy. I like the sleazy, you know, mm. the sleazy days of Las yeah. Vegas. Well, anyway, so they decide the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to walk the grounds. Yeah, because she they kept talking about like having a coat for truly. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it must have it's been winter. Cold. It was winter. So um, they decided to walk around the grounds and they show. So this was the funniest thing. It was like, so they're walking around. They're in Vegas. They're going to explore. They're as a family. And then they find Lake Las Vegas, which I guess is close to the hotel. And so they decide to skip stones. I was like, I was just thinking, 
If our they father did. took us on this vacation, do you think this is what we would be doing? I, feel I didn't like see them do anything other than that little boat ride that they took. No, they went to Madame Tussauds, and we're going oh, to talk right. about that in a that's second. Right. Okay, how did but, I blank that out? Well, but that's I just, on the strip. Isn't that on the strip? Yeah, but I just think that it is so, just so, you, you go, I don't know. It's just like you go on a family vacation. Okay, you find this villa. Great. It's mm-hmm. nice. Your kids are there. You're, you've got kids of all ages. And you decide to go to this lake that's, and, and the lake is right behind your the hotel. The lake is right next to the hotel. Yeah. I guess so. And then, and you spend what, how long hours skipping stones? And the rest of the day must have been so boring because this was the only footage you're showing mm-hmm. us. I just, I don't know. I just think that it's so weird. I just think that if this, if this was our family, our father would be at the bar already. Like, I just don't think that this is what we would do. Oh, when we went to Las Vegas with our dad, we'd be like, we would go, you, you were the big gambler. You'd be doing slot machines. You're like not even 18. Yeah. And you just do it till someone comes up and says, Hey, how old are you? Yes. And then you just kind of move <laughs> along. You and know? then I moved to another one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we were, I guess that again, Gen Xers, we really weren't supervised. <laughs> no, like we, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we went to, sh- well, no, we went to shows. We went to a yeah. bunch of shows and we went to dinner. Yeah. And we did walk around, but we didn't do any like skipping stones. Our father never taught us that. No. Our father's not a country boy. No, it was like, we like to drink. Yeah. We like to gamble. Gamble. <laughs> go to, go to a comedy show. Went to comedy shows. We saw, what was it, like Dana Carvey and... Uh, Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis. Yeah. And who was the third? Kevin Nealon, maybe? No. Um, Dennis Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And we saw Richard Lewis and his very bizarre girlfriend. Oh, yeah, the in the gift shop. Yes. And oh. Dad saw Dana Carvey and called him a pipsqueak. <laughs> I didn't remember that. Yeah, he's got. He's like, oh, he's tiny. And I'm like, Dad. Yeah, anyway. see, we had a, a very this, different this experience. This is our childhood. This is, you know, this is what we're talking about here. We very were, different experience yeah. than the Browns. Yes. <clears throat> we were not raised by country. We weren't raised by, we were raised by someone who, like, went to a country club every weekend, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the mad, very waspy. Mad Men yeah. 2.0. Um, so then we see uh, Robin, I mean, Robin, Janelle, and Mary, they're just trying to live it up. So they took all the kids bowling. And, um, you know, Mary, of course, is the best bowler <laughs> and Robin's cheating. And then we go back to this is where they go to Madame Tussauds. So this is their okay. big outing. And what I and love that is, is on the strip. Yeah. So what I love is, is that, of course, Christine's like the kids loved it. <laughs> everything that they talked about. Christine yeah. was saying the kids loved it. the she, kids loved. It. She's just so happy to be out. of. Oh, the God. House. She's happy to be out of that basement. Yeah, she's happy. She's happy to be alone with Cody. Yeah. Even she's, though they have six kids with them. Yeah, she's, she's just thrilled. Yes. She doesn't she, care because he can't go anywhere. Yes. He can't leave her. Yeah. She is thrilled. They're at Madame Tussauds. The kids loved it. And we see brad and angelina and then we see they're like they talk about elvis okay and this was the weirdest thing so then we see gwen so apparently at madame tussauds you can put on a wedding dress and pose and quote-unquote marry a wax Mm. george clooney and the two of them are saying oh my god i don't know it's so creepy and i'm thinking to myself i don't think they think it's creepy for the same reasons we all think it's creepy because they kept talking about how creepy it was. And I'm like, do you think it's creepy because Gwen is wearing a dress to marry an adult man? Like, and pretending to be a bride in this scenario? Yeah, what is creepy about like, it? Like, well, I don't know. Like, should should it, should it we be letting children dress up as brides to marry grown adult yeah, men? I don't know. I mean, I obviously, it's something they have set up there. And, yeah, but I, and I just kind of feel like, don't you think it's kind of weird and inappropriate to do that? And I don't then, know. I would have done the same thing as a kid if I saw, like, you know, a John Travolta, um, you know, wax figure. Okay. I mean, I was him. just kind of weirded out by, like, oh, this is kind of weird. Look, who are these people to be calling anyone weird? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And I mean, obviously, this was 
many, many years ago. And so, and things have changed. I don't think, I don't think they still have that up. I bet you anything. It's not probably, probably something not. you can do. It's still a little gross too, because like anyone can put on this, like they just have a dress available and you can yeah. throw on the dress. And so Gwen threw on this dress over her clothes and took this picture, but it's just a little odd to think like, here's a male and then Gwen's what nine and she's marrying this guy and just how like they're weird and they're polygamists and oh, there's okay. all of this like you're saying. these levels of like we're all and they're constantly telling us that they're not like um jeff's warren jeff's but but i mean i think you're reading too much into it like if you were gwen's age and you know you, that was you and you could marry elvis or somebody don't you I think guess so into it? i guess so i would but again i don't think that I don't know. I think, yes, I would have done it. And I think looking back, I would think, oh, that was weird. Hmm. Like, why did we let people do that? I don't know. Anyway. It's Vegas. Oh, whatever. Whatever ha- what happens in <laughs> Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> oh, well, what I loved is the, the hotel room breakfast. Oh, God. Yes. You know, to save money, they've got to they gotta eat in their hotel room. But Christine doesn't use a microwave. She so she can't leave in it. Yes. So she can't give them, quote unquote, a hearty breakfast. But I thought there's a lot of food on this table. Yeah. There's a lot of breakfast was, here. I didn't a, think it was that bad. It was a continental breakfast. But, yeah. Um, then Cody calls Mary because I guess she had applied. She she got fired from her job because of this investigation. Yes. Okay, so can we go back for a second? Mm-hmm. Because, so one thing that they've sort of, and this I thought was odd. So they kept shoehorning. So this, this whole episode is about Christine and this vacation, mm-hmm. right? They keep shoehorning things about maybe criticisms that they received about bringing all these children into the world and bringing children into polygamy. And criticisms that, I can only speak for myself. I've made mm-hmm. about the fact that, you know, Mary starts talking about that, that, that they've brought children into the world, that children don't have a choice, that they've brought children into polygamy. And, um, you know, Janelle talks about it, too, like people that they've raised their children based on their beliefs, based on their values. This is what people do all the time. Like, you know, you're Jewish, you're Christian, you're mm-hmm. this, you're that. You you raise your children based on your beliefs, and that's what they're doing as well. And they're not pushing, they're not forcing their children into their lifestyle. They're showing them these values, and should we be criticizing? And they kept sort of bringing this up, and I was like, why are you shoehorning all of this in here? Didn't you think that was weird? Like, because it really yeah. had nothing to do with what, it had nothing to do with the investigation. It had nothing to do with Christine going you know, I on this trip, they were probably responding to criticism that they got after the first season because we're in season two now. Yes. So after the world has introduced these people, I'm sure they got a ton of feedback. Like, how can you do this to your kids and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Look, they're not Warren Jeffs. They're not like doing those crazy things to their kids, but they are still their kids don't have a choice in this matter. Mm hmm. They, I mean, they are still subjecting their kids to this lifestyle where they have to, you know, they're going to get far less attention and resources because they're one of 20 instead mm-hmm. of one of two or one of three or four or even five. You know, the, the, the poverty, mm-hmm. you know, the lack of money, the lack of resources, the chaos you know, they're being forced to, like, accept these other women as their mothers, whether they like them or not. And we all know now that, you know, a lot of people didn't like Mary mm-hmm. or Robin. So I think that's what they're responding to. And, and I, I, I don't buy into the stuff that, like, oh, they, they teach their kids to be. Yeah, they talked about how they teach their kids to be tolerant and, you know, respect people's freedom or whatever. It's like, well, OK, but you're forcing them to live in a way that's not really conducive to, you know, getting their needs met. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wondering why they're, I, and I understand it was like, yeah, they're responding to the criticism. Why shoehorn it in here? They felt like, okay, we have to start know. responding to these yeah. things. So we're just going to sprinkle it into various episodes as opposed to doing like one of those question and answer ones that they do later on. Mm-hmm. And then, into this and then and and it did it made me think like am i maybe i am being a little too harsh maybe i do need to like let it you know yeah this is their beliefs and this is what they believe in and and 
you know, if who am I to say that this isn't how they should be living their lives? But you're right that it is if you can't pay for all of these mm-hmm. children, if you can't uh, provide for them or provide for their wants and needs, then um you know, maybe that is a problem. And then they go into the whole thing about Cody. Like, well, Cody doesn't play golf. Cody doesn't have hobbies. And obviously, like... Well, he can't afford it. Yeah. But also, Cody doesn't really have friends. Cody doesn't do this. Cody doesn't do that. But the thing is, is that we are now seeing, which makes the show so interesting and why we talk about it all the goddamn time, is the fact that we're seeing now that these kids are coming out and saying, yeah, my father didn't play golf or anything, but he wasn't around for me. He didn't spend me. time with me. He didn't spend time and with n- me. And none of them are practicing polygamy. Yeah. So. Anywho. Sorry, you can go back to the Mary thing. Oh, okay. But I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, I think I think they're trying to respond to the criticism, like, subtly not mm-hmm. you know not all at once but yeah so mary she applied for a job and she didn't get it and so she's talking to cody about that and she's you know disappointed about it um and that was about it you know she's complaining about how yeah. she's being persecuted for just having sister wives and it's like well maybe they didn't hire you because they didn't like you or you know it could have been a lot of other reasons didn't have anything doesn't necessarily mean because you have sister wives you you're, you didn't get the job yeah well then i guess and then she gets into the story of how she was at a job and i guess this was the job where she worked with at, at risk, risk youth and they she loved her job and i guess they pulled her aside and when she went public and they said you're terminated mm-hmm. peace out and let her go yeah and that well, was it she had to have known that was a possibility yeah um I don't know. Mary's just always, I feel like she's always playing a victim. She annoys me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after this. Um, then they go on the boat, the boat ride. ride after, and then Cody and Christine have a very romantic. Yes. Just the two of them. Dinner. And then Cody says, he says that, you know, his marriage with Christine has just been wonderful. He says only three out of 17 years were a struggle. No, didn't she say that? Oh, was that her? No, that was her. I she said, said, I wrote down Cody oh, says. See, I thought she said that they've been married 17 years, that 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 three have been a struggle, and that definitely Christine said, and this last year has been a struggle. Yeah. Well, I <clears throat> I wrote down that Cody said that because I thought no. it was I thought it was remarkable because of what we know now that he's saying that, you know, his entire marriage to Christine. Mm-hmm. has been a struggle and christine was just not nice to anyone and all those lies yeah well yeah but, i mean but she i mean no matter who said it it's christine was very clear on the fact that this last year has been right she a huge get struggle that on the record yeah. so um and what i think is interesting is if this last year has been a struggle i would love to know if i mean listen you can't trust cody because he's you know he he's he has no idea. He changes the stories based on how he feels. Mm-hmm. But I would love to hear from Christine if, like, if, if it ever got better. If, like, Robin entered the family mm-hmm. and it was, it remained a struggle. Or if there were years of, like, Vegas, it was good for four or five years. And then, mm-hmm. then Flagstaff and then things really started. Yeah. I'm just curious if the presence of Robin really was the thing, the camel that broke, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back, or if there was an upside, I don't know. Yeah. From what I recall, the stuff she said in the past season, it seemed to me like it was kind of always like that. Mm. Um, You know, definitely. Yeah. And then Cody ends off the the episode by saying he thinks that they've changed all of society on some level by going public. It's like, okay, Cody. All right. All of society. Thank All right. you, Cody, for being you. Yes. Changing the world. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, we've been talking about, you know, why, whether... This investigation. This investigation. And how, and how is it as serious as, as they make it out to be? Yes. Okay. So, uh, this is, you know, mostly from Wikipedia, um, but... That says that months before the show aired, producers went to the Utah Attorney General and the Attorney General basically said that they didn't have the resources to go after polygamists unless they're suspected of other serious crimes like child abuse or Mm -hmm. 
Um, Because that's really what brought Warren Jeffs down. Oh, right. What was the child abuse? Was the the marriages, yeah, the which is child, child endangerment, the rape, right. right, child rape, like all of yeah. the things that are connected exactly. to that. Exactly. And that before the show aired, it had been nine years since anyone in Utah had even been prosecuted mm-hmm. for polygamy. So then, of course, you know, they have this televised wedding mm-hmm. in the first season, which is a little suspicious because they say it's not a real wedding, but, mm-hmm. you know, they don't know. So since the day after the show aired on September 27th, 2010, police in Lehigh announced that they were investigating the Browns for possible charges of bigamy, which carries a term of 20 years in prison for the husband and five years for the wives. So bigamy, I guess, has a slightly different um, definition in Utah, but bigamy is being married to where you try to be legally married to more than one woman. Mm -hmm. So you get a marriage license and you go and you marry someone. And now that marriage would be legal. Mm -hmm. And then you get a marriage license somewhere else and you go through that with a second person. Mm -hmm. um, And that would, that marriage is not going to be legal, but you're attempting to marry legally two people at the same time. That's bigamy. Mm -hmm. Um, And that seems like, I don't know, it's kind of a, a big sentence for that. But anyway, um, I'll get to this in a minute, but the state of Utah defines it a little bit different. So the police did their investigation, whatever that was, um, and then turned it over to the Utah County Attorney's Office to review it. And even though Cody was legally married to Mary, the state code in Utah identifies bigamy through cohabitation and not just legal marriage. Ah, okay. So that... So they were yes, okay. some, somewhat in jeopardy, technically. Um, okay, so this would be what year are we at now? So this is probably like late, late 2010, early 2011. Yeah, because I have here the Browns moved in January 2011. Mm-hmm. And they, so... There was a hypothetical threat to them, mm-hmm. but, you know, because there were obviously there were they were never charged with anything yeah. because there were no other serious crimes attached to it. But they felt like they had to leave. And that was that's a pretty short time period. The show airs. Yeah. End of September. They move January. So the Browns. um I don't think they were paying this person. It said hired, but I think he was doing it pro bono. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. The, the show aired in September? Yeah. But when, and when did he, when did Robin and Cody get married? Do we know? Well, it was. Because they, they kept saying five months since the wedding. And, and this is. So that would have been like but, April of 2010. Well, wait a minute. So five months from the wedding, but that was the Halloween episode, but we don't know if that interview was connected to the time of the Halloween. Cause it would have been in May, right? Was the wedding in May? It must've been. Yeah. Like in the spring of 2010, the spring of 2010. And then, and then they air it in the fall. Okay. Right. They air it in the fall and they're still rec- there. Then they start doing the, um, second season. Okay. Right. Got it. So, um, Okay, so they got this uh, George Washington University constitutional law scholar to um, represent them in the case. And so what they did, the Browns did, even though there was no, you know, they weren't charged because of this lack of any evidence of serious wrongdoing. um, The Browns filed a complaint in U.S. District Court in Utah. So it was basically a federal civil rights um, case. And meanwhile, so that's working its way through through the system. And then in June, June 1st, 2012, the police announced that they were not going to charge them. So when, when in 2012, sorry, uh, June 1st, 2012. OK, so they moved before there was this official announcement. Mm-hmm. And so then the uh, the. Attorney, um, the dis- the you know the Utah District Attorney tried to get the civil rights case dismissed, basically saying, "Look, we're not going to. We've announced we're not going to file charges, so it's a moot point." Mm-hmm. You know, and the judge disagreed. He refused to dismiss um, 
because he said, well, there's an actual like civil rights issue here Mm -hmm. about whether or not this cohabitation law is constitutional. And so that judge actually ended up striking down the uh, cohabitation law. Then it got appealed to the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals, and they overturned that, and they said that it should have been dismissed on grounds of standing, and because the policy of the Utah County Attorney's Office was to only prosecute cases involving child bigamy, you know, Mm -hmm. marrying the children, welfare fraud, abuse, or violence. So because none of that existed, it eliminated any credible threat that the Browns would be prosecuted. Mm -hmm. So they... They ended up ultimately losing on that issue. Mm-hmm. But then um, it actually uh, came back around in 2020. The state of Utah passed a bill reducing bigamy from a felony to a minor infraction. Mm. So kind of cut the legs off of it. Yeah. So that's one member on the show. They were saying, oh, well, it's been decriminalized in Utah. So now we can go back. And then Cody didn't know what to do. Yeah. So essentially, they really didn't have to leave. No. And also, but I, I said this before, I really think that the real reason he relocated the family was in order to continue the filming. Mm. Because I think that, um, the Utah investigation probably would have ended if the Browns would have just, you know, stopped being on that TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, But he wanted the TV show to keep going. He he didn't want to risk anything, any charges being filed in Utah. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, I think he made a calculated risk decision to just leave so he could continue with the show. And I'm sure that TLC was probably like, I don't know if we want to, continue filming in yeah. utah with this we've got this cloud and over the show yeah so and they don't really they can't really talk about it so and of course co you know i think it's kind of a, a perfect scenario right where they can use this as we're fleeing utah we've been persecuted we're victims mm-hmm. let's run 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 and this makes us look look good and sympathetic sympathetic yeah. to people and and we can stay on the show when in actuality it was about you know deep down they could have just lived in lehigh mm-hmm. and maybe that's what's coming out now maybe a lot of there's a lot of resentment from some of the you know, maybe some of the kids. Oh, yeah. Some of the, maybe Christine, some of the people that really didn't want to go, who didn't feel like they should have yeah. to go, or um, who maybe the TV show was, it was all new, and they didn't feel like they cared that much about it. I mean, I wonder about some of the teenagers that were really affected by having to go, mm-hmm. you know, Hunter or Maddie, Hunter. Maddie. Yeah, the ones that were, weren't happy about it at all. If they now, um, how they would feel about it, knowing that really it was to keep the show going. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like someone like Maddie, you know, they're a little bit like, God, you're platinum level plexus. You're making tons of money from that. You're making tons of money because... You're a known person mm-hmm. from the show. So I don't know, you know? Yeah, I think it's just Cody's just so cavalier about he doesn't think about how what he does affects his family and especially with the moving. Yeah. And, and but yeah. we've we've heard we've talked about and you told that story about Cody's nephew or cousin, that guy, Ben. Yeah, Ben nephew, I think. Yeah. So. I don't think, and I think this is, again, this is like how some families operate. Some families don't think about how things are affecting kids. The parents are the parents, and this is how it is. And I think Cody grew up in an environment with family where it's the parents, the ban. It's it's their way or the highway. (laughs) It's their way or the highway. Kids don't have a say. Yeah. And um, that's just how it is, and you just follow along, and that's how it is. And Mm -hmm. I think that probably for him, that's... That's how he grew up, so that's how he's going to raise his kids. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. so. Well, and see how that worked out. Yeah, but, I mean, the fact that the kids have never made Dime one, I'm very surprised about that. I assume that they had to have me- at least made scale at something, but 
No. Again, these reality shows aren't, you know, they're not licensed. You know, they're not. They don't have to follow those rules. They don't have to follow those rules. So, yeah, the wives didn't even get their own money till this upcoming season. For the first time, they're going to get their own paychecks. It just all went to Cody. Yeah. And he did with it whatever he wanted to. Yeah. But, you know, for next week's episode, I'm going to try to do some investigating into. I've been seeing a lot of stuff online about how Robin and Cody are in. Some Huge. financial, Ooh, financial yes. straits. Okay. So I'll try to look into that and report back next week. All right. Get on the case there, Brooke. I will. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast and enjoy it and have not already, please give us a five-star review on Apple and write a few kind words. We really do appreciate it. It helps us out tremendously. Um, and if you like this podcast, please subscribe, be a subscriber. So that way you don't have to remember, did I download Psych Legal Pop this week? It just shows up right there for you. We are also on social media. We finally got it together and did it. So we are Psych Legal Pop on Instagram and we're Psych Legal Pop on TikTok. And we are posting, obviously, announcements about the shows, but we're also going to post, you know, old photos of ourselves and articles and other musings and thoughts and things. Memes. I don't memes. Know. I don't, yeah. You keep talking about memes. I don't know what memes you think are. <laughs> I don't know. There's sister wives memes. Okay. There's okay. there's memes about everything. So there'll be memes. <laughs> <laughs> or just a meme that we think is funny. Okay. Are, well, if there's a meme. Like-minded if, people might enjoy. Right. You know? If there is a meme, Brooks posted it. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. And All right. then we will see you oh, our, uh, this Thursday. We are covering Love is Blind, episodes mm-hmm. six, seven, and eight. Mm-hmm. Those were super juicy. Excited for that. And we're also covering the last three episodes of Extreme Sisters, um, episodes eight, nine, and ten. So that should be coming out this week as well. But we will see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.